Welcome to episode five of the AHP Protectorship podcast. Um, today we have got our first ever Preceptor recording. Um, so we're really excited to talk to two of our wonderful Preceptors from UH&M um, to hear a little bit about their experiences with Preceptorship and supporting their first Preceptee. Um, through the program in the hope to kind of share top tips to other preceptors and inspire others until um, you get registered as a preceptor. So let's get started. So if you could both introduce yourself, um, your profession and when you qualified. Uh, my name's Alex. Um, I'm a senior physiotherapist at the Royal Stoke University Hospital. Um, I qualified in the summer of 2018 um, and I got into physio really through sport more than anything. Uh, lo- loved playing my rugby, saw physio through that sort of as a, a second career to a failing professional rugby player really. And um, I actually ended up falling into doing respiratory physio, so a lot different to what I thought I would be doing. But yeah, that's how I sort of got into physio. And I'm also a senior physiotherapist and also qualified in 2018. Um, I didn't originally want to be a physio. I wanted to be a pharmacist and I worked up to even to the point of being a, a qualified dispenser. But the day before the UCAS deadline, I decided to swap over to be a physiotherapist mm-hmm. um, because I decided it wasn't enough patient face and I wanted to be more interactive with the patient. So I tried to find a career that would fit that criteria. Uh, moved over to physiotherapist and I'm glad that I did. Yay! That's, that's really interesting <laughs> that it was also right to the deadline. You yeah. left it to the wire, but really pleased that you um, are glad that you made that choice. <laughs> Things happen for a reason. Um, amazing. Thank you for introducing um, yourselves. Um, so we know that you're obviously qualified in the summer of 2018, both of you. Um, did either of you complete a preceptorship or any form of competencies when you first qualified and started in your band five roles? Well, it's anywhere no. else, have you? No. So when we joined, there wasn't a preceptorship programme here. It was literally just uh, between teams when you rotated, you did supervision, set objectives, but for that specific area. Um, and then you sort of completed it was more respiratory competencies as you sort of went along and then sort of worked up towards being on call but in terms of preceptorship there wasn't really anything set in place here was there no and I think that's what like very much inspired me to want to take on this role because the team where I started was actually quite separate to the main therapies Mm. Um, and I think you always strive to give people a better um, experience of what than what you had so I would I want we sort of saw the preceptorship program didn't we and yeah. thought oh that's actually something that we would have probably liked if as band fives ourselves and yeah. like the idea of being able to support new band fives coming in and uh, give them maybe the support the general support across um, all rotations that maybe we didn't have absolutely and it's um, something that Hannah and myself always reflect on as well um, that we wish we had something like this in place and that's how we kind of like 
model the, the program around things that we feel that we would have really appreciated um, because it's great that you know you get your in-house support within your profession but it's it's also great to widen those networks um, and get to know other AHPs as well so yeah I think it really our lack of perceptive experience really helped shape the way that we deliver the program um, so really interesting that obviously because neither of you had the experience it really encouraged you to deliver it to the perceptives now Yes. So when you started in your role as a preceptor, and obviously amazing that you put yourself forward. So we really appreciate that. Obviously, we know that you're very busy clinicians as well. Um, so to add this on top, I know can feel maybe quite overwhelming. You're very limited on time. But what support was provided to you as a preceptor when you started um, implementing preceptorship? And do you feel um, the training that was provided was adequate in, in order to prepare you to become a preceptor? Yeah, so I think the initial training was, it was it was just right, really. It sort of wasn't, there wasn't too much that you sort of then weren't going to be using at any point, but the way it was structured, going through all the competencies, potential, I think we went through potential examples, didn't we, mm -hmm. as we went through, and then sort of uh, the format of using um what's it called yeah, <laughs> the online the web page the web page the yeah the portal. i think one thing i found as well is i don't i don't know if we were on the same training but i know mine was split across two days um so it was in two halves and i particularly mm -hmm. remember the first half of it um just kind of being the, the second half was like introducing you to this is the program and this is what we're going to do but the bit before was giving you a bit of background information and i actually found it quite inspiring to make you want mm. to do this more and quite interesting because I think we had some statistics about supervisions and the impact mm. and like I didn't actually realize until that point of how much impact yeah. it does have you almost sold it to us as if um, we were then going to be perceptees but the yeah. added bit was just that we were going to be um, <laughs> we were going to be helping these perceptees instead yeah. and sort mm. of achieve this that you were that you were selling to us it was really good it's always really interesting with training to hear other people's reflections as well, because, of course, we have our own experiences of when we started. But it's really nice to hear what other people's reflections on their first post are as well and mm. know that the perceptees aren't alone and they get to learn that through perception, but also our experiences. We weren't alone when we had them either. I think another bit as well, because obviously this is completely new to us and it's been very new to the trust as well. So in things like but one thing that was really positive obviously we had the initial um training session but you guys have always been at the end of an email like reply within hours um <laughs> so if we've got any questions like you guys have been so supportive of that as well oh that's really lovely to hear thank um, you yeah and i think that's so important like you know with our program is we want to make sure obviously we're supporting the perceptive through perception but so important to support you guys um you know it could be something completely new like yourselves that you're taking on um and you know you could be very new to supporting others so it's really important that we um have solid structure and we're at the end of an email whenever you need mm -hmm. um so i'm really happy that um that's kind of one of your reflections as well yeah. so you guys have been great Oh, oh, thank, thank you. you. Oh, it's a nice boost on a Friday <laughs> afternoon. Um, amazing. Okay, so um, you've obviously both supported your first preceptees through 
through their preceptorship um, experience. Um, how do you feel that the preceptorship journey differs to clinical supervision? I, I think in every way, really, almost. I think yeah. a lot of the time, like, your supervisions within team are quite team specific so yeah. you may be in one area that's for example from a physio point of view it's a respiratory area so one of your big things you're going to be concentrating on is your competencies um whereas I, I think from my point of view this preceptorship course is actually looking at you as a whole as a person and um, so being able to look at developing a range of your skills rather than just honing in on specific ones I think the other thing I found as well is like when I have my preceptee, I do say like if you've got any questions or if there's anything you're unsure about just generally, that's not necessarily specific to this course, but to the trust or the department, you can ask that question as well. And I think sometimes having somebody that you can go to that perhaps isn't on your team or isn't your senior in that exact team, you can feel a little mm. bit more comfortable or if it's something you don't want to ask your senior, you've, you've got a different person you can ask. Yeah, I think they've been they've been quite good in terms of coming to us. Sort of, yeah, not just in terms of the preceptorship um, competencies, but sort of anything outside of yeah. preceptor um, the preceptorship. So, sort of, like you say, it's a, it's another support network. It's not just yeah. a preceptorship; it's another support network um, for these new starters. It's almost like having a buddy, isn't it? Like when yeah. you first start at work, yeah, just having really someone you can go to yeah. just generally rather than. Yeah. And I think like you said, sort of uh the preceptorship, it almost creates this holistic yeah. healthcare mm. rather than mm. sort of job specific, yeah. like sort of rotational supervisions do. Yeah. Um and again, you can do it anywhere across the hospital. Absolutely. Love, love the word use of the word holistic. <laughs> like that one. Yeah. <laughs> you can use that one again. Perfect. <laughs> um but I also just wanna make that point that you both have been a constant for the preceptee when they've been rotating yes. as well yeah and I yeah. think that makes a huge difference doesn't it because when you rotate you're you're completely adapting to a new way of working new set of clinical skills and the fact that they know that they've got you to go to and you're supporting them through this yeah. you know journey um, yeah. I think can really make a huge impact huge difference I think it's, it's building up that confidence and rapport because like at our trust, our um, junior band fives rotate every six months and obviously mm -hmm. this is a 12-month course and it's knowing you've got someone that you've actually already built that rapport up who may know and understand you as a person or anything else you've got mm -hmm. going on. Whereas when you rotate, you almost start again with, with your new supervisor. In theory, you sort of, you're almost starting a new job, aren't you, really, when you sort of go to your next rotation. So yeah. everything changes. You could be in a completely different specialty. But that one thing that's consistent is your preceptorship through that 12 months. Yeah. So it is good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, we just said the same thing, Hannah. Yes. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so uh, what have you kind of identified have been the main challenges for you as a preceptor and importantly like how did you overcome them I think I think I've probably had two main challenges so one of the challenges for me is I've, I've had to have a, um, quite a bit of time off work due to personal circumstances so I haven't been able to meet with my person as regular as I'd like to but as soon as I've been back in I've arranged that meeting um, I think another thing that we found helpful that fit in with that um, but also help because we were both sort of new to this and both learning at the same time and 
I think initially um, the person who I had looked at it and it, it looked the competencies looked quite overwhelming because mm. there's a lot of them so yeah. I remember for one of our sessions probably about midway through we just sat down we went through each competency the things that she could do to achieve that competency um so then by having that in place if for example the next month i wasn't in she's kind of already got a plan to mm. go on um which just makes it a little bit clearer for her breaks it down and she's she so good with taking her own initiative to what she could do and then if i wasn't there immediately um she'd be able to sort of like use her own initiative and and follow the plan we'd already put in place yeah and i think I, I was similar i ended up missing a chunk of time through personal injury and um, yeah, it was just then that lack of sort of consistency with the Precepti, but two that I've got have been uh, have been really good, really proactive. So we've managed to we've managed to set plans in uh, in advance. So they had stuff to do over those three months, um, and they were able to sort of crack on. Really, mm-hmm. I think another sort of challenge. I'm not sure if you found this as well. Was sort of. Um, with a lot of the competencies, you could use. Um, you could use what I'm trying to say now. Use the same example. You could use the same example for multiple, which was good. But then there was some that you almost needed a really specific um, example or piece of work or um, situation to use. Um, but if that didn't occur, it was sort of what sort of evidence could you provide? in for that competency so if we say it was within the six months and that evidence just wasn't coming up was there something you could do as an alternative so it was just sort of getting creative and um, sort of to overcome sort of the some of these yeah i actually had a different i was the opposite i didn't realize you could use the same example oh, really? <laughs> so i made the you I think I think they're, they're slight challenges, but they're not necessarily bad challenges. It's no. just it's just sort of like minor bumps, but actually from it, we've had a slight challenge, and we've been able to say like every time, okay, this didn't quite go so well. What can we do to change it? So, for example, mm-hmm. for the having a specific scenario, is one thing that I did because it was around ethics. Is I, I made I created like a bit of a case study and said mm-hmm. right. This is what you can do. And so from going from here, I've got a case study ready that if we don't have that scenario, we can then use that next time. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I think, again, like you sort of said at the start, um, looking at how many competencies there are, so there's 33 core ones. Mm -hmm. And it is quite overwhelming to think, how am I going to get these done in 12 months? But then sort of with one of my preceptors who's recently finished and completed all 33 as well as, as their job specific ones. When we actually reflected and looked back, we, just, we looked at all this evidence that they they collated and put together and sort of thinking if it wasn't for the preceptorship and sort of looking for these uh, examples, these uh, opportunities to provide evidence, um, they probably wouldn't have made her into the... Um, the physio that she sort of is today, it really, it really has developed her to become a, a very confident, competent um, physiotherapist. I think it's really good because I think some of the areas, like particularly when I started, some of the competencies would have massively taken me out of my comfort zone mm. and actually having the opportunity to always push them out of their comfort zone at that point will really help them develop for like when they take future roles, whether they're going for seniors, um, just really develops them as a person like Alex said. Yeah. 
yeah absolutely um and it was great because um your particular perspective emily went on to get a band six when she completed yeah. didn't she yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah she it's did amazing. amazing yeah and it's amazing that you've also as a perceptual recognized that these competencies are really shaping them and, yeah. a, and a, a lot of perceptives do reflect on that initial oh my gosh what are these competencies why is there so many of them it's just going to be like homework I don't have time for it but it's always at the end when they reflect on how much they've achieved and how much they've done actually how how much they've benefited from it and you know as exactly as you said really shapes people, them people really realize how many transferable skills they have yeah. that they didn't really think of before and um, same as you say collate this whole uh, portfolio of evidence of yeah. um, so many great examples including those transferable skills which is really great I think you don't I think they don't think they're a transferable skill until they actually look back yeah. at what they've done or that yeah. particular competency say um, so it's good it's very good in that way and yeah I just, I just like how broad it is as well like we were saying before it's sometimes your supervision can be really area specific whereas this is just looking at a whole range of things so um, I know you'd mentioned one time about like the ethics like something we could mm -hmm. do is um linking in with our um like chaplaincy service that mm. we've got stuff like that and like i never knew about that when i first started and mm. just giving them the opportunity to have that awareness as well will then help shape them to give the patients a better experience mm. as well well I feel like you've really captured a lot of highlights um there but um, <laughs> maybe you know uh, reflecting on your time as a preceptor do you feel that it's developed you in any way and what's been your main highlight if you have one I think the way it's sort of developed us is actually quite similar to the way it's developed the preceptors yeah. themselves so in, in in the way that sort of obviously the preceptors are are almost very reliant on you to be able to get through this preceptorship. So you have to you have to develop your side, you have to develop your leadership side, your almost your coaching skills yeah. to sort of um be able to help the preceptors through bits that they're struggling with, help them uh, create examples and evidence for certain competencies that they're struggling with. Um I've just found it's it's really made me a better leader, I think. Yeah. It's, it just it's having that opportunity to be able to um, give someone an experience that we never had that will help sort of develop them and give them a really positive experience. Mm -hmm. um, I think I've had one of, because um, I've had more than one preceptee now, um, one of them was quite reluctant to join on the course initially, um, particularly for the amount of competencies that it looked really mm -hmm. overwhelming. But actually mm -hmm. I said, right, let's sit down. We, we've gone through it and we've broke it down and by the end of it they were like actually this doesn't seem so bad anymore so actually being able to break it down to them and show them actually this is achievable mm. it's, which is going to better them as like a, as a person as a professional um it's, it's a nice feeling knowing that we can do that for someone absolutely and so lovely to hear that you've really encouraged that particular perceptive to engage with the process because you've had that, you know, journey with the previous preceptee. And if you hadn't have done that, and if you hadn't been enthusiastic yourself as a preceptor, you know, they might have completely disengaged and not had the opportunity to, you know, do these competencies or you never know what can come out of it, can you? You just never know what 
could potentially lead to something so um that's you know really incredible that you've you know sat down and really taken the time to support them so um yeah that's amazing thank you um I think, again, you've touched on quite a few of these points about how you feel the perceptship supports your perceptee. I think, you know, you were talking about they wouldn't have had exposure in certain areas and you feel that it's really moulded kind of them as a clinician. Um, would you add anything else onto, you know, that particular point? Do you feel that there's been any skills enhancements, um, you know, clinically as well? Have they been exposed to different clinical situations because of perceptship? I think one thing I found, particularly the audit, like as a mm. five, there was only one area that I got exposed to an audit on, um, and that was just as I was coming to my six. So that was when I was looking at developing further at that point. Um, whereas because an audit is a part of this perceptorship, so straight away from the beginning, I've said, right, get asking the teams, is there any audits you can be involved with? So it's, it's given them the opportunity to get that exposure sooner. Um mm from not really as a clinician point of view but little things like how to book a room um, you can ask them to go and book a room which might sound really daft but I never knew how to do that before mm. so giving them the confidence and the skills to then be able to do that will increase their confidence which will make them a better professional um, and when they look at going for a, um, a band six job. Yeah I think it's professional skills isn't it really that's the massive focus with this it's yeah. not necessarily massively increasing sort of clinical skills in a sense um but in terms of personal skills like you yeah. say creating these independent practitioners that aren't afraid to go and um do things independently like book a room yeah um like you did with the audits traditionally i think you used to you only used to really get involved if you knew you were sort of looking at going for a band six maybe sort of a senior role whereas getting people involved at an early stage they see the benefits from yeah. it and it sort of it gets sort of implanted within the trust really at a at a lower level yeah it makes some of those tasks less daunting doesn't it yeah massively yeah Yeah. another thing that i found is like particularly as a five i wouldn't have the confidence to ask for some like non-clinical time um whereas it is important because obviously it's that time that you develop you as a professional and having this um perceptorship course they need to ask for non-clinical time and it's given them that sort of confidence to be able to start doing that sort of straight away. Yeah, so glad you touched on that. Is that having protected time? We, me and Hannah and myself are going to be huge advocates for that. Um, just being able to sit and actually just think, oh, what have I been able to achieve this month? Um, because especially in your setting where you're working in a queue, you, it's so fast paced, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes you don't have a second to breathe. Um, so it's really it's it's empowering them isn't it to you know yeah. ask those questions can I sit down and do some you know time for my perception and if they hadn't have had that you know they they would have maybe finished their year and thought what have I achieved like I've just been firefighting yeah um, I don't think I actually had non-clinical for like probably at least my first year of yeah, work you at least you used to try and cram it in didn't you, you used to do your starting man training yeah. as and when you could but like this it, it is protected time mm. and it's it then makes it more valuable time mm-hmm. for them to to use appropriately and sort of do things like this, like the preceptorship. I think, like from my experience, like the team have both have been very supportive, both from us as a preceptor and a preceptee, and 
it's because it's not asking masses of time of you. I think we worked it out as roughly you need to do sort of one competency a week. Um, and a lot of it you're doing it in your day-to-day job anyway. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a matter of getting it signed or putting it down on paper. Um, which So by needing to have some non-clinical time, it can work on like their own time management as well and being able to identify actually we're really well staffed on this day or I've got a little bit of time today where I might be able to go and do it. So it's them taking that initiative, but also managing mm-hmm. the caseload and the, the time as well. Yes. Excellent points. Love it. Yeah. Great thank you which brings us on to the last question that we've got planned um and that's what would your top tips be for those that are starting their journey as a preceptor oh just get stuck in touched on it looks really daunting because there's so there is a lot of competencies mm. compared to like what you do in a supervision or I, like, i'm not really sure about other perceptorship programs but there's a lot to do over 12 months mm. but i think it's just get stuck in get creative yeah I agree. um just sort of try and get bits done as as best as you can and sort of plan competencies as you go along and just get that the preceptor engaged as long as the preceptor is engaged i found that that's when it ran really smoothly and um it sort of tilly um, tilly was my last one Mm. and she in particular engaged i'd say the last um maybe three or four months of it and i just noticed a complete change in her and she was really proactive getting competencies done thinking up evidence um organizing the meetings compared to me maybe organizing them earlier in the preceptorship and i just noticed a real change in her so i'd say yeah yeah just get stuck in, get mm. creative and sort of uh, embrace it really embrace the preceptorship program I, I think i fully agree with alex to be honest it was a completely new thing to us here at the trust and we just kind of got on with it and it's you you figure things out as you go along what works what doesn't work and it's it's really nice because we've got you've got supporters with all the preceptors within the trust or like with you guys at the end of an email um and it's just it's such a rewarding experience and like I was very lucky because Lucy for mine she was just so motivated and Mm. I never had to push her to do anything she was just on it constantly and when, when you particularly when you come to the end of it and you sit back and you look at what they've achieved it's it's really rewarding Absolutely. Hashtag, hashtag embrace the preceptorship. <laughs> That's yeah. yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just quickly, were you both new to supporting, like at supervising others? Like, were you quite new to that? Had you supervised anyone before, just clinically? We we supervise people clinically, but yeah. like we sort of mentioned before, the differences. I feel like this is a whole almost different this is a whole different kind of supervision yeah. isn't it yeah, yeah. but I, I just i like it because it just looks at them as as a whole and it's it's different to the other things that we've got yeah but on the same time if they need support receptorship specific specific we can still be there to help them with that mm. absolutely yeah and gosh, that was so brilliant to hear from you both and i'm so happy that you had such a positive journey with it and like you said it's been you know it's been brand new for you and 
you have completely embraced the process but look at what you know you guys have been able to achieve with your perceptees not only has it been super beneficial for them but also for you I'm so happy that um you've come away from you know your first perceptee just thinking how it's developed yourself your leadership skills um and yeah what a positive and inspiring story that um other perceptors can listen to and hope to also inspire others to become perceptors like i wanted to add as well is like you guys are so open to feedback as well and like there was a couple of things that like i know i suggested it could tweaked um which we would find or well I, I know I definitely would have found it easier but other people agreed and you guys have just been so open to that as well which just shows how much you care as well but you're also open to streamline streamlining this positive oh thank you Emily yeah we we also know this is a new it's a relatively new journey for us so we absolutely want to continue to improve make things easier and we really always really encourage feedback so thank you for providing the feedback and even you know your feedback of why didn't we have a certificate for preceptors when they also supported someone through that journey because it's important for you to also have that recognition so um yeah 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 but I think it's, it's really nice that like we it was li- some of the little suggestions or I know I um, talked about amending the website a little bit, but you were mm. just so open to it and you're so happy for the feedback. So it's nice for us that we can, we know that this perhaps isn't going so well or this could be a little bit different and you're just really open to that. I mean, just being able to sign off the Perceptees uh, competencies ourselves just made things so much more streamlined yeah. and so much more better. And again, I think yeah you took on the suggestions from us and we're very happy for that yeah oh that's so great to hear thank you so I think we'll finish it there unless there's anything else you'd like to add would you recommend the program to others that's always yeah. a good one yeah definitely yeah, <laughs> yeah. 100%. both as a perceptor and a perceptor yes I'm definitely glad that I've done it thank you both for coming on really appreciate that you know you're sharing your experiences and um yeah and thank you for sharing it on this podcast and for your ongoing feedback we're always welcome to it Mm -hmm. thank you very much thank you bye